going to be a busy day in Victoria this morning. Let's find out why. Our Vaughn Palmer joins us now from the Vancouver Sun. Good morning, Vaughn. Good morning, Simi. Welcome to Throne Speech Day. Yes. Yeah, so what does that mean? Let's tell people. What does Throne Speech Day mean? Well, the government drafts a speech that is the government's agenda for the year. They generally hint at what they're going to do without an awful lot of detail. They do try to generate a bit of coverage. They give it to the news media in advance uh, under embargo, so we all read it and start working on our stories. And then, uh, let's see, the House convenes in the afternoon, and the Lieutenant Governor, Janet Austin, comes in and actually reads the speech from the throne. So she reads it, but it's the government's speech. Okay, and so this will be, we haven't seen Janet Austin recently. She had COVID-19 herself. Yeah, she had COVID-19 herself. Uh, You know, Omicron uh, spreads rapidly through the population, and she's one of the people who got it. She did fine. She uh, posted the news after she'd recovered and said, hey, everybody, get vaccinated and get boosted. So she did her job there as well. Okay, so what do we expect to hear today? Well, you know, the interesting thing about it is the government has been so preoccupied, I would say, with managing the pandemic. And remember, the premier has been getting treatment for cancer. Uh, So they haven't said an awful lot. There haven't even been an awful lot of hints about what's coming this year. In fact, probably the biggest news is their uh, promised makeover of the Emergency Programs Act has been put off again, and that's sort of overdue. But after last year's flooding and heat dome crises, they decided they better take another look at what they're planning to do. So that's been put off. Uh, they've talked about much tougher legislation to push housing projects through local government, take some of the power away from local government to hold up uh, the housing supply. But again, David Eby said that legislation is coming in the fall after the civic election. They're not doing it this spring. So as I say, the big news is what they're not going to do. Uh, I still think the main thing we'll be looking for today, Simi, is some sign of turn the page on the pandemic. Uh, The New Democrats have been, you know, hoping for that for a while, and they've taken a couple of premature victory laps, the Premier in particular. But I think today we'll be looking, uh, Dr. Bonnie Henry has said some of the restrictions are going to be lifted, she hopes. After Family Day, she's hoping for a gentle summer. So I think we'll be looking for some sign that we're moving beyond the storyline that Lord knows we are all fed up with yes. and wish it would go away. So true with that one. Okay, and so let's talk about the other development that makes today interesting is that there's a new leader of the BC Liberals who certainly was hard at work yesterday. Yeah, Kevin Falcon uh, got off to a quick start yesterday, uh, did a media event at the press gallery, a hybrid uh, online, but you could attend in person. Some of us uh, followed it on Zoom. I did, for example. Other reporters were there in the room with uh, Falcon. A couple of things really jumped out right away. The first one is that Falcon was ready. Uh, he had answers for every question that came to him. Of course, the answers given by politicians are always debatable, but he showed off that he was pretty well briefed on a lot of the issues in British Columbia. And, I mean, that's a good thing for the Liberals. They mm-hmm. They really needed a a firm hand as a leader. Uh, Falcon acknowledged some of the mistakes they've made in the past. He also, Simi, I want to single this out because (laughs) we live in 
times that can be pretty ugly in the political arena, and you only need to spend a little bit of time on social media or even follow the debates in Ottawa to see that. You know, Falcon started off the press conference by wishing Premier John Horgan a full recovery uh, of his health, and he also said, a quote, he's a very good man with a family. I don't think it costs you anything in the political arena to acknowledge that about your opponents. And frankly, it was refreshing and welcome. Uh, Sure, you know, uh, he's going to go after them on policy. Yeah, the New Democrats have been hacking away at him on social media, but the Premier welcomed him to the arena. And I just think it is a really nice tone for his first press conference. I think that's one of the the positive things that we saw in the last couple of years here in BC, that there was this willingness of the two sides to work together, you know, when they had to, and they could understand that there are times when you cooperate and times when you don't. And I think I, as a British Columbian, would like to see more of that. Yeah, there was a lot of cooperation between and among the three parties in the legislature, actually, especially right from the beginning on the pandemic. It was poli- it's politically risky for political parties to do that, especially opposition parties, because, you know, a good example is that in a day back in the spring of 2020, the Greens and the Liberals and the New Democrats voted together a big economic recovery plan. <laughs> the, Lib- the New Democrats sat on that money for months until John Horgan turned it into the first plank of his re-election platform. So it is risky to do that, but it was the right thing to do for British Columbians. And in that sense, I agree with you, Simi. I think, again, Falcon said it yesterday, when the New Democrats get it right, I'm going to vote for what they're doing. I'm going to support it. The Liberals have done that in the past, and that's especially true through the pandemic. Okay, but now we have to get him into the legislature at some point. He has to get into the legislature. Yeah, and good news for uh, for Falcon on that front. Uh, Andrew Wilkinson, the MLA for Vancouver Quilchenna, which is one of the safest liberal seats in the House, uh, the, of course, previous leader of the Liberals, a former president of the Liberal Party. He did what his party needed. He announced yesterday he's going to resign his seat. The resignation will be in this week, and that starts the clock ticking on a by-election. Um, the premier has six months to hold off, but again, I was struck during a during a, a media conference on another issue yesterday. Cabinet Minister Ravi Kalon was asked about it, the timing, and he said he thinks the government will call the election early. I expect John Horgan will do that as well. There's really no good reason to keep the leader of, well, the guy who will become the leader of the opposition, deny him a seat in the House. I think you'll get an early by-election call. Okay, that's interesting then. And also, uh, Kevin Falcon, busy on another front, naming all of the critics' portfolios. Yeah, so uh, Shirley Bond is still the leader of the opposition because she's the one with a seat in the House. You can't really hold that position until you have a seat in the House. So uh, Bond announced it, but in consultation with Falcon, we got a bit of a shuffle of some of the key jobs there. The main thing you look at is what was done with the other candidates who are MLAs in the leadership race. So Ellis Ross, who finished second, is the new critic for energy and LNG. Of course, as a First Nations leader, he was instrumental in helping build, being, bring LNG to BC. Uh, Michael Lee, who finished third in the leadership, 
Indigenous relations, it's not a high-profile job, but it's a very important one. You really need to know the law and know the detail. And, you know, Lee is well-positioned to do that, and I took that as a sign, Kevin Falcon's thinking ahead. You know, if he forms government after the next election, he's going to need an MLA who really knows that file, and so Lee has been given a big assignment. Most controversial, I would say, Renee Merrifield finished sixth in the leadership race. She's the new critic for the environment and climate change. Merrifield talked herself into some trouble as uh, a yeah. health critic. So, um, well, I, I, it's interesting that Falcon gave her that job because he also said that, you know, a robust environmental and climate change policy is going to be critical to the Liberals, to winning back urban British Columbia, all those seats they lost to the NDP. So uh, Merrifield is going to have to stay very close contact with her leader. Uh, I heard Falcon on CKNW with our colleague Mike Smith yesterday. Falcon was asked about the carbon tax. He not only defended it as a proud accomplishment of the Liberal time in office, uh, he said he'd like to go back to what the Liberals did with it, which has made it revenue neutral. So when you raise the carbon tax, you lower other taxes. I told Mike Smith that. And uh, so I think Merrifield better be careful what she says. There, there are a lot of sort of right-wing federal conservatives, and Merrifield sought a federal conservative nomination a while ago. There are a lot of some right-wing federal conservatives who don't like carbon taxes. Kevin Falcon does like carbon taxes, so she should be careful what she says. Yeah, that's going to be an interesting one to watch. And also Todd Stone. Yeah, so Todd Stone decided, ran in the last liberal leadership in 2018, announced early on that he would not going to run again, and endorsed Kevin Falcon early on. Uh, very important to the Falcon campaign in the in the north and the interior. Uh, Stone's a member for Kamloops. And yesterday, his reward, he is the new House leader for the B.C. Liberals. So that's one of the opposition jobs that actually comes with a bit of a salary top-up. It's uh, $22,000 a year. So there's Stone's reward. It, he faces Mike Farnworth across the House. Uh, that's not an easy challenge. Farmworth knows the rules of the house as well as anybody in there. So that'll be an interesting yeah. matchup, but it's an important appointment. Interesting one. All right. Busy day for you. Thanks, Vaughn. Bye-bye, Simi. Vaughn Palmer there from the Vancouver Sun. Yes, it is Throne Speech Day. We'll have complete coverage of that throughout the day today, so keep listening.